0: welcome back
1: it's folks target podcast i am your host smiley with you on season two episode 55 and we've got a very special treat for you if you like star wars i've got good news for you we're gonna do three podcasts a podcast trilogy of star wars content if you don't like star wars I've got bad news for you. I actually just delivered it. We're going to do three podcast episodes about Star Wars. Hopefully, maybe it'll make you get excited about Star Wars. Maybe if you don't like it, you'll come around to it after our awesome podcast. That's my hope. With me to tackle this trilogy, this epic trilogy of podcasts, as always, Shy and Van.
0: Gentlemen.
2: Live long and prosper.
0: That's not mm. no, not what? Wait, what? no. We're the gonna Star be a Trek. Long, podcast, it's, gonna be a, right? it's gonna be a long
1: three episodes. I can tell already. <laughs> May the force be with us all.
0: um oh, so How did I not open with a Chewbacca? That's. What, I feel I, like I feel I like even, it was a I even kind of
1: said that to you, like right before we came on the air. You know, like it's not too late. Is Chewbacca in the house for this podcast. <laughs> there he is. All right, glad to hear it. Glad we have official approval from the <laughs> segment.
2: Van. Can so, you um, org uh, invitation? <laughs> A what? Oh. A porg those, from the those new little trilogy? Like, those little, yeah, those little, uh, little like flappy things? Chickens. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, they're kind of similar. They're just a little higher pitched, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, oh, I that was really <laughs>
1: good. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference between that and the real one. It could have come straight out of the movies. That's amazing. Excellent. You have a talent. Alright, well now that the world is, has, has witnessed that, and that was important, um, let me just break down briefly how we're going to divide this massive empire of Star Wars content to talk about so the first trilogy we're going to stick to our roots we're going to talk about star wars in the video game arena star wars games that we've played that we liked that we didn't like things like that for the second episode we're going to strike back with content that comes from books tv shows comics whatever other media we're going to leave the movie trilogy alone with the exception of the standalone movies like solo and uh, rogue one we'll get into those and then finally the third episode uh where we return in triumph we will go through all three trilogies that could be a four-hour podcast i'm not making any guarantees so let's get right into it but before we do our podcast has a long-running tradition of a uh, question of the day and today's question of the day uh shifts gears back into a different trilogy that many people know and love which is the lord of the rings trilogy uh last week we did a lord of the rings podcast and so our question of the day this week is if i had to ask each of you to pick uh which of your co-hosts uh most resembles who i'm sorry who in the lord of the rings universe each of your co-hosts most resembled so if you had to pick for me and each other um who do you think we who whose shoes do we most fill in
0: in lord of the rings
1: i'm going to start with shy
0: and if you're not confused by now by listening you clearly haven't been listening close enough
2: are we doing both at the same time or are we are we both oh like talking about Ooh. one person like do you and i why don't do we, let's and, double and, and, up on a guy like like <laughs> smiley yeah. right now
1: all right all right yeah yeah so why, why don't you guys right. each go we'll start with shy you can right. you can say who who's your fearless host remind you of
2: could uh, be
1: disappointment. It, it, there's it's a lot of disappointing possibilities here.
2: This a very hard question. Um, there are a lot of possibilities, and there's a whole, I think, range of spectrums as to why. You know, you could say I picked this person because you look like them, because you know you strut like them. I don't know. Urukai. So <laughs> the Urukai leader <sighs> <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> looks like meets back on the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> the age of smiley has begun right, we're, we're gonna get into the episode all right so I gotta move this along. So, all right, smiley my, my pick for you is faramir um oh, from boy, gondor that's that's, well, that's, a, just, that's a high compliment and and really because of uh um kind of more of a like not specifically because of what i've seen something you've seen you do or like a quality specifically but i feel like if you were like the sun in this like house that's going corrupt in this like desperate time like thing, if you were presented with the choice that Faramir had been mm. presented with, you probably would have made the choice he did. Like, I think that you think very See, philosophically. I think I have a strong. And I think of integrity. Yeah. integrity. Yeah. So I think you. Uh, yeah. that, that is
1: touching to me, actually. I, I don't know. It's not who I'm hoping for, but I don't know if I could pick a better. Like, that's, the, I can't think of a higher compliment than Faramir. Faramir's I just want to awesome.
0: warn everybody my responses are not going to be nearly as deep or thought. Well, if if
1: people have been listening to the podcast for a while, I think they know. Okay, cool.
0: They they know my responses are a little I hope shallow. So. Good. All right. so, <laughs> so thank you, Sean. Much... boy.
1: That makes me feel that makes me feel really good. All right, well, let's hear it, Van. What you Not got? much
0: depth or reading between the lines here with with a lot of stuff I say. Dimly <laughs> so... because he's short. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. I'm actually going with. Gandalf. Oh, yeah. is that's is yes! that who you wanted. That's who I wanted. Because that's, that's so ab- st- you're you're absolutely Gandalf. You're always Gandalf to our group. So whenever like we need to seek guidance or wise input, mm. a lot of times yeah. I do know that we do seek our philosopher, True. resident philosopher co-host, Smiley. Um, <clears throat> and as much as you say you don't play mages in every single game, I for some that's reason something. have a huge like. Most of my memories are you as a mage, so I felt it was appropriate to to throw Gandalf at you. That's
1: wow, that that just that warms my heart from both of you guys. That's
0: Cockles just, of your
2: guys, heart. What'd you guys say? are a lot.
1: Guys are a lot nicer to me than I'm going to be to you. I'm <laughs> telling you how much. The resemblance to Sir
2: Ian McKellen also, I can I can see that. I can see it
1: too. Uh, don't 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 sir. don't don't sir don't don't sir. Don't insult Sir E in that way. That's not right. <laughs> the man, the man's a treasure. All right, let's go to Shy. Um, I guess I'll start since I haven't gone yet. Um, so Shy was actually pretty easy for me. Um, to to me, the first thing that came to my my mind was Samwise Gamgee, um, and you know the reason being that like you know you may not have gotten this if you're just a fan of the movies the movies kind of really does highlight Gandalf and Frodo as the main characters but in the books especially especially the third book like Sam really does kind of emerge as kind of the main character of the story almost all the end chapter chapter uh stuff is from Sam's point of view mm. and like he is the critical like like, there's a joke, there's a meme on the internet that's that shows, like, the, the whole fellowship standing together. And then it says, fellowship at 100% power. And then it blocks everybody off except for Gandalf and Sam and says, fellowship at 99% power. Like, Sam is, like, the the glue that holds it together. He's the the one who's reliable. He's the one who, when nobody else can... Can take another step. He's the one who puts Frodo on his back, and like I always feel like Shy is has always been that to our group. I think like like when Shy's playing a game, everybody wants to be playing too, and when Shy's not, like very rarely does it does the group survive much beyond him. And I don't think that's an accident. I've seen that on a number of occasions. Um, and like Shy has Shy's has a reputation for being like reliable, for being for being steadfast. Um, and I think that in everything I've seen from you, that that's that it was just, it was like, it was instant for me. I didn't even have any deliberation.
0: Ben? So I do want to say that your first um, inclination of whether you could see the movies, would you have associated Shy with Samwise? That's exactly who I chose, was, <laughs> was Samwise 100%. I have it on my board that nobody's gonna be able to read anyways, but it's up there, it says Shy Samwise. And then it also has some notes here. <laughs> Says um, like things that you mentioned, so I put wholesome, I put trustworthy, yeah. and then I put he always he's he never strives or tries really hard to be the leader, but he always ends up being a leader in some fashion. So, oh, and that, I feel like that's exactly what what Samwise was through through the series of events.
1: That that is a really perfect way to put it because Shy never wants the like the mantle of like guild yes. leader, never wants the captain's hat, right? But like always ends up like leading by example in yeah. a way that yeah like that's yeah.
2: so, so i pick i pick unexpected.
0: samwise also so done yeah i i pick samwise nice.
2: for this shy guy as well whoever you are talking about um you are the samwise <laughs> thanks, thanks guys Frodo. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a boring thing to say um smiley thank you guys that's very kind of you um if i were to want to be someone it probably would be samwise that's kind of what i've always felt as He's a myself lot of as like a character. supporting character like um mm. But, uh, oh, and that was the other thing I, too, uh, <clears throat>
0: the, you mentioned supporting, like that, that word itself, um, when playing MMOs with you, I always feel like you take a supporting role for some reason even though i know you're usually like frontline melee
2: yeah i don't know yeah i don't i like the idea <laughs> of supporting roles but uh I don't know, I maybe
1: like... that's wise because you're the only person who's dabbled in like corsair and Bard and <laughs> all these other jobs
2: that most people don't want to play i have a problem I'd... with that meme though really quickly oh. Smiley. uh um, oh. aragorn i mean i don't know man i feel like maybe like aragorn gandalf and sam maybe like 99 like i feel like you can't fellowship about aragorn that's, fair. That's,
1: that's very true all right well Strider, let's go,
2: Strider's
1: let's, a badass. Let's, go yes. let's go to van then um you want to go first shy since Why don't you, go first? I, uh, you want me to go first again well i guess that's topical because i actually did pick aragorn for van um yes. because you know uh, i think it's because of your personality like you are definitely the most outgoing of us and um like if there's somebody who i do see as kind of like the social leader of basically everything we do, it's you. Like you're the one who's quick to, you know, gain people's trust, bring people in, bring people together. Like you're the one that everybody wants to be around. And that's the way that Gandalf, or I'm sorry, uh, that Aragorn always was like, like he just had like that magnetism that people wanted to follow him. They, they, they put their, their sword in his hand, in his hand and said, you know, I'm going to follow you into battle. Um, You know, even Boromir at the end you know, despite their differences was like, you know, like I would have followed you. You you could have been my king, even though Gondor had no king. Like, I thought that was really powerful for somebody like who you could see from the beginning to the end, like just in that short period, how his like, like his regard for Aragorn changed, where he was so dismissive at the beginning. And then like, he's like, dude, you're legit. And so they haven't shy.
2: So I think uh, we we could have had almost a perfect three for three, probably. Uh, to be honest, when I picked uh, Smiley's character, I forgot about Gandalf in the moment when I was uh, picking characters, because I would have been potentially, I might I would have considered that heavily. Uh, man, I also picked Aragorn for you um, for a lot of the same reasons. Um, you're very charismatic um, and like, like Smiley said, you're very outgoing and you're just like, I think you're quick to make friends. I think you are one of the first people that like invited me and Rido into the, like the very first guild in 11. Um, and I don't know, just like, you're just very, uh, you're very warm, engaging. And like Smiley said, you build trust quickly. And I think honestly, from a practical side of things, I think if any of our group, of friends if you put any of them just drop them in the wilderness with like nothing
1: to be of a ranger, you mean
2: yeah, yeah to just to, to just survive <laughs> i feel like you would be the person who would survive i feel like the uh, rest of us would just yeah. die and like you would figure it's out how to true. like live um so i feel like Some of us would just die. Um, from the practical <laughs> yeah. standpoint of aragorn i feel like you you would actually be you know a strider you could uh you could make it make do and, well that's super um, touching guys
0: that's if there was one person i would strive to be stride to be if you will mm-hmm. it would definitely be an aragorn so all right i'm gonna throw oh, a this, this came out really here. wholesome i was
1: gonna say i'm gonna throw a curveball here i know this we don't have time for this we're gonna do it anyway like that was way too nice that was that way, was too, way too wholesome we need a nice. <laughs> uh, lightning round pick somebody from like with a little bit more grit, all right? A little bit more grit, right? Hold up Van. Sorrow Man. Like, easily <laughs> okay. corrupted, I would say. Ready to, maybe ready to walk some morally ambiguous lines if there's some some gain to be
0: at. All right. Shy Treebeard. Fucking, just a hulking behemoth of a human. Slow like, talker. Right, that's <laughs> yeah. slow, slow yeah, methodical you that. talker. Cause you remember, Ryder used to jump on his back, and they used to run down the hall in college and run people you over. Or something? This? You weren't even there. This is like a story you <laughs> heard. <laughs> that's once. like that's perfect. I mean, that that's the, that's the freaking. Hu- that that is, that's, he that's was, them he was Mary. He was Mary riding tree. Yeah, he down was Mary. Yeah, yeah, um, fool of a took uh, So yeah, so tree, tree bear, dude. Me. You know which. You know which
1: one. You know which one. It's golem.
2: No. It's my <laughs> precious right here, <laughs> motherfucker. Look at this. I hate you see it on shit. the <laughs> I hate this shit. Um I... definitely. I would say, I mean, I don't know, if we're going really gritty, I'd say maybe worm tongue, because I think you have a real way with words. Like, I think yep. that you could, if like, you use your, your powers for evil, you could really manipulate people and really uh, get in people's heads.
1: I told you so. to take the wizard's staff! Hey. I like that line. What did you
0: say? Like, something like, uh, keep your forked tongue keep behind your... Forked, nice. yeah. Oh, God, it's so good.
1: <laughs> I did not pass through fire and death to bandy words with a serpent or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. All right. There we go. That's good. Just had to Mix a little bit up there. That was a little, a little bit too much. Nice. All right, we're doing Lord of the Rings. Thank you. That was wonderful. I love talking Lord of the Rings. I also like talking Star Wars. So we're talking about Star Wars games. We're just gonna do a little bit of a quick round robin, go around, talk about some of the games that let. Uh, let's start with just games that you want to discuss that you like. Maybe if there's games that. Um, you know are are the worst games in the world we can save that for a, a kind of a second segment um i'm going to start with star wars rebellion so star wars rebellion was a pc game uh from i don't know i was in high school when i played it so it's pretty it's pretty damn old but it was a it was a turn based no it was a real time strategic like tactical there was a million games like this back in the day i don't really know what the genre is anymore i can't really say but like you're basically playing against another person one player one side is the rebels and one side's the empire and you're trying to take over the galaxy and you have to manage your people your armies your fleet your production all these things and then when you meet when your ships come to the same system you have a like a like real time space battle where you control where you you give orders to your capital ships and your fighters and you like battle it out. It's pretty amazing. It's a, it's a fantastic game. It's very fun. Like you get all kinds of really cool. Um, and it's, it's, it's set at the end of star Wars episode four. So the death star has just been destroyed. And like, if you take the empire, you're kind of spread out across the galaxy, with you know, your people kind of regrouping. If you're the Rebels, you've just been discovered on the planet Yavin. You have another base somewhere randomly outside in the galaxy, but like all your main characters are still at Yavin but the empire knows that they're there currently. So you kind of go from there where it takes, it picks up right after the, the death star is done. And so like you can recruit all these different characters from the broader star Wars universe, what's now considered star Wars legends from like the books and, and things like that. So there's all these like extra characters that weren't in the movies that you can recruit to your side. And, I could spend the entire hour just talking about it because it's really, it's a really deep game, but it's amazing. You can get it on steam these days for like five bucks. And if that's something that sounds interesting to you, like it doesn't look like much it, you know, it's a very old game, but um, really like, it's just very cool and it's it's enjoyable to play as both sides um there's been both sides have different kind of benefits and different play styles that allow and different wing conditions that allow them to uh to to feel very different like it feels different playing the rebels versus playing the empire so have either of you guys heard of that game no when did you play this like high school so like oh wow okay late 90s early aughts no yeah no, no, PC
2: no. yes PC. pc only you said it's one v one, which makes sense, I guess. Empire yes. versus, but like, how long would you say a game lasts? Like, that seems they, like they a lot of build long. Potentially, yeah,
1: it's it's it is long. And I I played a couple times with real people, like, but, but this is back in the age of dial up internet, so it was always very spotty. Um, mostly, I've played against the AI, but the games do they, they can be long. It's kind of like Risk in a way. Like, it's a it's a long term. Mm. You know, you usually multiple play sessions. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, but not if you're playing with
2: someone else. I'm guessing. Like, no,
1: actually, I think you can. I I don't remember. Like I said, my multiplayer experience has been very limited. But...
0: Yeah, so it's, pretty cool. it's interesting though that they had multi very cool. <clears throat> multiplayer experiences over dial, anyways, because that was, that, was yeah. that really wasn't a thing then. Like it, it, was established. Well, no, it wasn't. I mean, even that established. was Warcraft it was three era beginning.
2: Yeah, so I mean, that that was online. Yeah,
0: yeah. sure.
1: It was it was kind of in that budding time mm-hmm. where it was becoming more yeah. of a thing.
0: And it certainly wasn't console like. No consoles were no. were online no. until 2004, no, not for a while. five, something like that, uh, no. the, when the PS3 came out. Because the PS2 didn't have it, you had to buy a an, an, uh, peripheral, an adapter in 2002 just to play Final Fantasy 11 on PS2, True. so.
2: Did Xbox have built-in, or was it only LAN Not till the connection. next, <clears throat> correct. All right. All right, should we go Shy? Um, the one that I would talk about probably of the ones, um, that come to the top of my mind is uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Mm. Um, this was it's special classic. to me. This came out, uh, I just did a quick fact check, it came out in 2003 on Xbox and then came out for windows. So were those, those were the two platforms that came out for initially. Um, and I had an Xbox, I was a huge Xbox fan. So that benefited me, um, but Knights of the Republic introduced me to BioWare, which has become probably one of my base, my favorite, I guess, developers, I guess is what that would be, they would be considered, um, since they're the developers of the games. Um, but uh, just a really cool game um, that had like a really cool... I'd, I'd just gotten into RPGs, um, which I then got a lot more into in college and whatnot. But uh, um, it was like a Western RPG. It felt kind of like a JRPG in certain ways. Like it wasn't um, true action combat. You could pause combat in the middle and like issue commands. And it it had this whole kind of original story um, of the Star Wars universe that took place, if I remember correctly, like thousands or tens four, of thousands four, of years. I think
1: 4,000 years <clears throat> before Yeah, before the the
2: episode four. Um, mm-hmm. And so just... Um, very cool, and just like I think what kind of built the systems. I can't remember. I don't know if they had games like this before, but like the games, I think the systems that uh, Mass Effect came really popular for, and other of their RPGs that mm-hmm. had like the relationship concepts and the morality systems, like had all these really cool systems. You could go light side, you go dark side, and that would have moral effects. Um, and then really cool twist at the end. I don't know, like if you guys ever. I don't know. We're probably past uh, um, spoiler statue yeah, of limitations uh, basically at the it's end of the game these games because remember correctly you start game out. i think you have amnesia or you've lost your memory or something like that and at yeah. the end of the game i believe i don't think it's a choice i think you just find out that you were actually like a sith lord i believe if i, I remember correctly like Jar um yeah there you go um but it's really cool like you didn't like you wouldn't have pictured that at all um just like i don't know it ended really really uh really cool
1: there was a second one wasn't there wasn't there a knight's of the old republic too yeah well? there was yeah. and i
2: never got into it oh. <laughs> no yeah they made a sequel
1: i i played that as well um and i liked it it was cool i own it i've tried to play through it a number of times just something about western rpgs i really have a hard time sticking with them (laughs) even when i like them i don't know why like i played it and i got to like a certain point and i lost interest and then i was like i should go back and try this again and i did and i liked it and i got further but like i always i always just run out of steam for some reason but it did. It was a cool game. I did like it. Maybe one day I'll try it again.
2: It's like me with every RPG, except you know the <laughs> few that I've actually completed, which the Republic is one of the few that I've beaten.
1: Ben, have you have you played? I've uh, not. No, I haven't played that. All right, Well, what have you played then?
0: So I'm going to start kind of in chronological order. Also, um, back to the heyday. This is actually one of my. Can't remember if I keep putting it in my top five or not. I feel like I have eight games in my top five somehow. <laughs> Um, but it's it's one of the games that was like extremely revolutionary to me, um, and just my online experience in general because it was one of the first games that I was ever able to play online via dial up at the same time. That's X-wing versus Tie Fighter, and that was on the PC. And what made this so revolutionary to me, in addition to the to the um, online play, was just like it was one of the first flight simulators I was ever able to play on a PC, and like back then the computing power. Um, just seemed like you wouldn't have thought it was there, but yet it was. You can go into space, you can have multiple uh, uh, different crafts being controlled at the same exact time simultaneously and whatnot. Um, I also like that you could jump from X-Wing to A-Wing to B-Wing to whatever you want to play, whether you're fighter or attack or bomber. Um, You combat against all the other um, different TIE fighters that are out there. So TIE advance, TIE Fighters, TIE Bombers, all that fun stuff too. So it just felt very Star Wars. Like, Growing up, I always, uh, like, literally, I dreamed of being in a Star Wars movie. I just thought Star Wars was so amazing, and um, one of the things I would have wanted to do was join the Rebellion and become a pilot. Um, For those who don't know me outside the podcast, I think that's right. Anyways, I am an actual pilot. I wanted to be a fighter pilot in the military, but for some other reasons, I wasn't able to join the military. Um, So this was, like, a really cool thing when I was young for me to do. I just felt like a fighter pilot in the Rebellion, in Star Wars. It was, like, just this perfect conglomerate of like instances that just felt really amazing. So it was a great game. Um, And that's actually gonna, not segue, but I'm gonna tie back into that at my final game, when I do a little teaser about some game that's coming out that's very close to X-Wing versus TIE Fighter that I'm super excited about. So did you guys play X-Wing versus TIE Fighter at all? I know it's been around for a long time. They they have multiple iterations, X-Wing Alliance Mm -hmm. and stuff like that that have come out more recently. Been 1997.
1: I never did. I never had a computer that could run it, and or a joystick, or uh, like a because you needed a joystick, I think, right yeah. to play it. And I did never have. You didn't that, need and, to,
0: but if you weren't, you were you were gimping up out there. You're like, you're yeah, gimping up I It was a game
1: that I always wanted to try. It always looked so cool, and I'd heard so many people loved it. And but like I never, I've never even tried it. Sadly. Yeah,
0: they did a really good job. I mean, you can select armament, weapons, everything, payload. It was it was a very robust game for its time. So, mm. And again, just the multiplayer was just so advanced. Like There was no other game at the time that I could do multiplayer with. So that was just so exciting that you see your friends at school, and normally when school ended, that was it. But no, I was able to hang out with my friend, Pyro Slug was his call sign, online. And him and I would freaking just rock out x and vs. TIE Fighter for hours. It was amazing. Well, actually, not hours, because um, I think mu- it used to cost money per hour. <laughs> so <laughs> probably minutes. <laughs>
1: Back in the day. All right, uh, well, let's snake it back back up. Go again, Van. Oh, okay.
0: Um, the next game I'm going to talk about, jeez, I could talk about this one forever, is Star Wars Battlefront, um, a game that Smiley and I revisit every once in a while because it's just so good. Um, and I'm talking about the previous Battlefront, not the most recent release of Battlefront under EA's title on the PS4 and whatnot. Um, Talk about the OG one. So there's Battlefront One and Battlefront Two. Um, and I don't remember when they came in. Maybe someone can check that for me real quick. I'll take a um, look. I don't remember when they came out, but these games were absolutely amazing. For the, for a lot of the same nostalgic reasons, a lot of the same immersion, um, these were large-scale battles, like 100 versus 100. And there was respawns and a whole bunch of other stuff. But you either were on on the side of of the um, empire or you're on the side of the rebellion, as are much many things in Star Wars, and it's a first-person shooter, um, but you could play different classes in that as well. You could be, you know, heavy, you could be light infantry, you can do whatever, you can even be Wookiees, you can be whatever you want, and different weapons and all that fun stuff. So it's first-person shooter, so I love that. You all know me in first-person shooters, um, but actually one of my favorite gaming memories of all time occurred in Battlefront 2, when I was playing with one of my friends, who's a friend of the podcast, um, ben Tendo, and I was playing with ben Tendo in Battlefront 2, and him and I were just getting smashed. I mean, just absolutely crushed. And I think we were where were we? we? We're on Wookie Planet, which is Kashik. Yeah, Kashik. So we're on Kashik, and I think it was literally called a Battle of Kashik. So we're on Kashik, and we're the Rebellion, and we get smashed all the way to the point where it's just him and I as the last two lives available versus like, I think, it, not even joking, I think it was like 77 or 78 other MP- Imperials. And we're held up on the pier in this like temple thing. We have a, an, luckily we have ammo right next to us and we have a healer right next to us. And we sat there for like the following hour and a half and just picked off people one at a time until we ended up coming back from two against 70 whatever it was like the odds were completely stacked against us and that's like one of my favorite memories is just sitting up there where are they talking through it staying calm and if we would have died it would have been permadeath we're done um because it was the last two respawns we had but we came back and we overcame and that battle like a is like ingrained in my memory forever it so amazing
1: that was the coolest thing about that um the way that worked with the with the respawns where like you, you really was an army against an army, you know, like even when you're just playing against the AI, you had like 20 on 20 like units per side running around battling. And as you kill them, it like each time you respawn, it lowers your overall reinforcements. And so then once you get down under 20, you're basically on your last life. And so you could like, I, I had some similar, um, similar experiences with that, like in, not as impressive because it was against like the computer, but like where you would get down to where it's just like just you like your last one left and like maybe you've got 40, 50 enemies and you're just like <laughs> and, like if you could stay alive, you yeah. could do it and like it wasn't always, it wasn't always easy. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: that game was great. Um, I'm not gonna harp on it too much because we've talked about it a billion times out here. The new iterations from EA are, they're beautiful, but they are garbage for a lot of different reasons that we could talk about for a long time. Um, They just don't have any lasting playability to them, in my opinion, that made them worth um, being worthy of being a great Star Wars title.
2: Ben, you mentioned plural about the new iterations. Have you tried two? the new, like the, their, their sequel? Of I haven't sequel because
0: yet? of the burnout from one and I'm yeah. glad I didn't after I heard all the stuff that came out with two and all the errors all right. that they have where they really didn't fix one. It was either, it was essentially a pay to win model. Um, or just a stupid unrealistic grind. They're like, no, it's not pay to win because you can accomplish X, Y, Z just by putting hours in. And somebody did the math and the hours came out to like 400 hours worth of gameplay to unlock this one thing or just pay for it. So yes, technically EA was correct. You could work towards it, but it's not realistic.
1: Technically you're correct, which is the best kind of correct. Um, So to do a little Vans cleanup quarter, uh, 2004 for Star Wars Battlefront on the PS2, uh, 2005 for Star Wars Battlefront 2. And I thought Star Wars Battlefront 2 as well. Like that added space combat as well. Um, which I thought was really oh, right. cool. Like remember yeah. like you could actually yeah, you could do go, yep. like Star Destroyer versus Mon Mari cruiser and yeah. like get in the fighters and get it like what? it was the cool thing where you had to like take down you could like blow up the different parts of the ship. So like, you know, the the Star Destroyer, you have like the bridge shield generators and they're you know, they have all these different points yeah. that were like Essentially, like capture points. So like when you blew up the star destroyer's engines, that was like a big drop to their, to their, um, their score or whatever. Like it was a little bit different than the ground units. It was like, like you had a, like you almost had like a life bar that you were trying mm-hmm. to reduce by, and you would do single kills. Like if you shot down a TIE fighter, it would reduce it by one. But then you like knock out the star destroyer's shields, and it, you know, drops it by thirty or something. So like. It was cool. It was really well done. It was a lot of fun to play, and like yeah. kind of like Van was talking about with X-wing versus Tie Fighter, you had all the different, you had different ships for each side, which had different strengths and weaknesses. You had bombers, you had the A-wings or the Tie interceptors, which were faster. You had the traditional X-wings or Tie fighters, <laughs> which were a little bit more well-rounded. Like, yeah, just very cool. And then you could also even like you could land if you wanted. You could fly into the other, sh- like, hangar and like sabotage the ships yep. from there you could like cool. uh, sabotage it from the inside which of course was really hard because that's where everybody yeah, you're getting was shot called. at like <laughs> but <laughs> it was it was really deep that's and cool. it was just a lot of fun to play especially yeah. when we played online with you know when we had like when z uh, friend of the podcast z hosted the server and we had you know random people jumping on and we you know we had some pretty good battles like both those games were just so fun they're
0: so good yeah
1: there was also you might have to remember too in in 2 there was that like jedi power mode where like everybody was a hero so like normally during the course of play you're restricted to just like stormtroopers or rebel troops you have different classes but they're all kind of basic and then once you you can set different settings to determine how it's decided but after a while like certain people can spawn as the heroes which are really powered up so then like darth vader can enter the battlefield and you know, really turn the tide of battle. Well, there's one mode where it was just all heroes, so it was light side versus dark side, and you can pick from the whole host of heroes that generally were were restricted to a certain map. Um, and that was amazing. That was so cool to like, like to have all the heroes running around and like it's like Vader and Palpatine are flying down the street, and then you know they're being like Boba Fett's jumping. Like it was, it was like a I don't even know what to, it was like the Avengers of, uh you know, it was, it was end game of, of Star Wars. Like everybody from, from all the, from both timelines, the prequels and the, um and the original trilogy, like it was, it was crazy. Like I played that mode a lot. Like I just found that to be a ton of fun. So yeah. All right. Star Wars Battlefront, the original Battlefronts, they were good. They were good. Uh, maybe we'll get to the other Battlefront later. Shy, what what's next for you?
2: Um, I don't think we have as much talk about this game. Um, but a game that, uh, I have fond memories of though. I didn't play it a ton was a game called Jedi power battles. I've always been a fan of uh side scrolling brawler games. So, um, like the old uh, X-Men arcade game, the Simpsons arcade game. And then you get into stuff yes. like the old school, like double Dra- Oh man, super double dragon on the SNES. Um, okay. just, Ninja, you know, Ninja turtles too, oh man. And then turtles in time. Was that, is that the same yeah, game? That, or? Uh,
1: no, that was three. All three or four. right.
2: But yeah. Think mm-hmm. *Trolls and Time* is the one I played the most. I think that was three. That was the sequel, um, but yes, yeah, that was a good one. But yeah, just, great, just fun games, you know, games you can play with other people and just kind of like just uh, just have a good time. It's not like super serious, so It can be super serious. Some of them are can be brutally difficult. Um, the reason I didn't play so *Jedi Power Battles* is basically a Star Wars themed brawler where basically you can pick uh, like Star Wars hero. It's based in Episode One, I think. Yes, right? it's, it's um, the storyline of Episode One. Yeah, yes. storyline of Episode One, and uh, and side scrolling. It was on on, i think it, i know it was on dreamcast was it so also on, on playstation playstation one yep. playstation one yeah i can't That's remember i, I think on, i had it yeah i can't remember if i had it on dreamcast or playstation one i think it was playstation one but uh um just a really cool idea for a game. Um, I didn't play a lot of it because I never had anyone to play it with, and uh, and it was pretty tough. Um, in my was hard. my it was recollection, a hard game. and yes. so I just would hit a wall pretty quickly in the game, and then I just couldn't go any further. <laughs> like, I just couldn't. I think um, I, I remember. I think the like the shield droids, the droid destroyers. Yeah, the like, those guys were a real pain in the ass. And like yeah, I no think like there were parts uh, I just couldn't get past. It's true,
1: but, we really weren't in that game yeah no that, that was a hard game i don't think i ever got past like i think one time i got to the darth maul fight on uh not the final fight but like the one where you fight him on tatooine mm. which is like stage five or six and i i don't i think i think he was the roadblock i always had like we didn't get to him very frequently but when we did he was nasty and like that was what you always wanted, right? Like in any Star Wars game, like you wanna you wanna get to the Sabre duel. Like you're playing as freaking Qui-Gon or Obi Wan, like you wanna you wanna fight Darth Maul. And uh like it was so hard to even get that far. Well,
2: couldn't like, you play Mace Windu? I feel like I remember being on Oh, I think Mace you could, Windu. yeah. I think you yeah. could play so you could Which play Which was pretty cool.
1: There were five. It was Mace was Windu Mechanical Dude, the uh yeah, uh What's Plun his name?
2: Plu, Plu- Plu-kun. Yeah, Plucoon. yeah. Plu-
1: or something like that. Um you also had um obi-wan and qui-gon and then mm-hmm. there was one more uh i forget i forget who the fifth one was general, yeah.
2: Gen- general grievous no,
1: no that, that one wrong side if they if they made the star war uh, jedi power <laughs> virals too that would have been dope uh but yeah that it's was a good game I, I liked it too
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> someone's playing
2: it with a with a rock band guitar <laughs> That
1: would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was a game too that I felt like they could have totally, a lot of these games could totally use a reboot. Like a good reboot, not like the Battlefront reboot where they sell the soul from it and destroy it. But like, I mean, you, you imagine like a PS4, Jedi power battles, uh, you know, where you can connect and play easily, multiplayer, online multiplayer. You know, you've got a huge roster now of Jedi. That could be awesome. That could be so awesome. Why haven't they made that? So, for the, my next game, I actually want to talk about a series of games, which were the uh, Super Star Wars franchise from the Super Nintendo era Super Star Wars, Super The Return of the Jedi, Super The Empire Strikes Back. I love those games when I was a kid. Like, I, I really think that those games w- were what cemented my love for the Star Wars trilogy like whenever i would watch the movies it made me want to play through the games whenever i played the games it made me want to watch through the movies it was a vicious cycle as a kid i just played those games and watched those movies like all the (laughs) freaking time it's not it's not a joke like i totally did like and i would do that like every time i wanted to watch the movies it'd be like well i got to plan a playthrough of each game (laughs) (laughs) like the way like you reread a book before the new one in the series comes out it was crazy those games were hard as hell but they were fun, and they and I actually did beat all three of them legitimately, uh, which I'm pretty proud of because they were not easy. Um, they were side-scrolling action games, kind of, you know, maybe Super Mario-inspired. Um, you played basically through the plot of the original Star Wars trilogy. You... It, it kind of shifted in the first game you got to choose a lot of stages you got to choose which character you wanted to be so there'd be times when you could you would have to be luke times when you'd have to be han times when you'd have to be chewy but other stages where you could pick between two or all three of them and play who you wanted um the the lightsaber mechanics were a little bit mm-hmm. simplistic um and the there were no real force powers which mimics mm-hmm. how Luke is developed in the in the first movie, um, and it was hard. And like there was, you know, there's there's definitely some artistic license there. There's like in the mo- in the game, there's a whole stage where Luke basically has to crawl up the like scale the side of the sand crawler and then go inside and go through the sand crawler to rescue R2D2 from the Jawas, uh, the Jawas, not the Jawas. Um, and uh but like it was cool like otherwise like for the most part it really did kind of follow the, the plot in a in a good way um what was the best about it though is it intermixed these side scrolling episodes with um like the mode not what was it mode six or mode seven mode nine what was that what was that technology that they used in the super nintendo that had like the the you guys know what i'm talking about i'll get i'll i'll research it and get the right thing but like it was something that kind of came out i think mario rpg was one of the first rpgs that utilized it that were like it was like it changed your point of view Uh, so like like it turned like it turned and so it used that that technology so that like you could have like like the battle of yavin where you were in an x-wing and you would you shot down the towers and had the space battles and for the time for super for super nintendo it was so cool like i loved it um I the first one I got was Empire Strikes Back, which was I think the best. It was very good, and like the like the the final duels with Darth Vader were just iconic. Um, like like it felt like you really had to like like you felt like you were in a lightsaber duel like you had to block him uh you had to attack when you had an opening he'd start throwing garbage at you and stuff like like he does in the movies so you'd have to like destroy the garbage with your lightsaber to not take damage like it was intense it was like a bullet hell type of type of stage um but yeah a lot of fond memories from those games they were so cool um just loved them i was obsessed with them when i was a kid i remember you guys play either of those any of that
2: I I mean, this was, you know, obviously the era before YouTube and whatnot. So you can really watch videos of, of, you know, games being played. But I remember somewhere, I don't know if it was in like, just like, you know, a big thing back then, because I think early on, like, I feel like, and you guys might argue with me on this, but like, at least where I lived, there weren't a lot of like game stores. Like there wasn't like nowadays there's yeah. a GameStop in every street corner you know like that was pretty sure. rare so like the way places that I would go to like see video games or or play like a video game was if we went to like a, a big like a Costco or a, like up in Pacific Northwest it was Fred Meyer was the big thing and they would normally have like an electronic section and normally they'd have like a console set up with a game running you know and like you know kids would sure. like be yeah, yeah. like playing and so my parents would sometimes like when I got older leave me there because I wanted to play the video game and then they'd go shop and then I you know they didn't worry about me and I was and so uh and I was. You know, a, a brighter time as well. Um, I don't know how right. many parents would do that nowadays. So maybe they would. A little bit um, different time, But I, uh, um, I think one time that was in one of the SNESs. And I was like, "Oh, this is so cool, Star Wars." It looked, you know, what I mean, like for the time, it just looked sharp and it looked like it was fun. But I never got a chance to play play it. These games are so epic.
1: Van, do you have any experience with those? No. You were sounds like you were more of a PC gamer back in that era.
0: Yeah, big time. Um, did you
1: have a? Did you have a Super Nintendo?
0: I did not. I did not have a Nintendo SNES or N64. I think my first console was Genesis. Hmm. And I think before that it was TurboGrafx-16, but mostly I was playing on PC for everything. So, But I had right. access to all those because my neighbors, who I grew up with, were the same age as I was, and they always had Nintendo SNES and N64.
1: Oh, gotcha. All right, well, let's. we're going to snake it back down again, so I'm going to double up here. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to talk about briefly about a PlayStation one game called star Wars demolition, just because like I'd forgotten it existed and I felt like it deserves to be remembered. Like it was, I never played twisted metal, um, but I think that that was the kind of game that inspired it. It was basically like, you got to play as these different star Wars ground vehicles and there were all these iconic stages and you basically went around like fighting other, other vehicles um and blow trying to blow them up and like the the environments were destructible and there were like power-ups and things i don't really remember it very well um it's been a long time since i played it. i wanted to try to play it before this podcast i never got around to it um for for reasons but um it it was a fun game it was cool and like it's a game like we talked a little bit earlier about me wanting like wishing some of these games would be remade that would be a game that would be so cool if they remade it with the power they have today like that could be a lot of fun like you could really like it was really simplistic and like i don't feel like it was like you know like very well acclaimed like because it was probably because it was kind of silly but it was just enjoyable to run around blow stuff up in the star wars universe i don't know Either of you guys ever heard of Star Wars demolition? Any experience with that?
2: The cover of that was it, did that come out after the prequel trilogy or like during the prequel? Yes, trilogy? yes, and The yes, cover of it was it like the droid tank? I think like uh, D- yes, tank. I believe you're right. I, I believe you're remember, right. I, I think I'm trying to remember if I ever played it, but I definitely remember it coming out, and I think I at least played it in the store. If not, like if I didn't know somebody who had it and played it with them.
1: Let me uh, let me give us a little visual aid for our people nice. watching. This is what it looked like. Uh,
2: uh, so it was the it was the um the droid that yeah, the droid, the little yeah, droid yeah. like a uh, cycle or whatever and the atst nice yeah I, it always looked interesting and i like those kind of games i'm a huge fan of another unknown vehicular combat game vigilante 8 which nobody knows of but
1: um. i'm definitely gonna have to boot this one up in the next couple of days maybe next week i'll try to give you guys a, a how well did it how well did it age so all right that's i, I want to just talk about that one really briefly shy you're you're back up
2: yeah, um, I've kind of reached the end of my the games I have experience with or that I would want to talk about. Um, so there's just a couple games that I, I wanted to play. Um, oh, I'm not I'm not out of I'm not out of things I wanted to say. As, uh, <laughs> as it reminded me of. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> good producer we looking, got there. But that that of reminders. <laughs> I'm not looking at my outline well enough. Um, the uh, yes, we use. This game we all Somewhat played. Somewhat of a script. Yeah, this game we all played and can speak about. Um, but uh, uh, the Old Republic, the Star Wars MMO, not the original MMO, not Galaxies. I don't know that any of us have experienced playing Galaxies, but uh, um, uh, Old Republic when that came out, which I don't know the year for that. Um, but uh, well, need twelve maybe. I'll look something like that. That was I'm trying to think of what games that like filled the gap. Was that after Terra? Um, I'm pretty. I don't know. But we uh, tried so hard to find another MMO. We did. We played many MMOs. Um, I
1: I don't think, I think for our personal history, um, the, I believe Old Republic was directly after Final Fantasy XI. I actually believe, I remember there being some overlap there because I remember when we quit XI, I was like, I don't want to be doing this. I want to be do an old republic right now, and that was like hmm. why I stopped. Uh, 2011 was when it was released. 2011, that was, makes sense. Was pretty close.
2: Yeah. That makes sense because I know Rod and I started playing 11 with you guys. I think in like eight, probably 2008. So we probably played for three years and then. Um, but old republic uh, also Bioware, right? Isn't that yes. Bioware? Um, yes. So beloved, beloved developer. Um, it was kind and, of a
1: spiritual like MMO sequel to Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. It's it a very similar, similar in so many respects.
2: Yeah, very uh, traditional tab-targeted MMO. I think it took a lot from WoW. Um, Also kind of the faction system I think that WoW has. You could play as Empire. You could play as uh, Rebels. You had specific classes. Uh, You had starting planets. You had uh, pretty in-depth. A lot of cool stuff. I think uh, one of the things, obviously we'll all pitch in, but one of the things I think that we often talk about, and I think one of the reasons that it was hard for us to stick with the game, was because it felt very much like a single-player game that was multiplayer, And I know Smiley and I have talked about this, but you would get in, like it had this really fleshed out story that was actually really cool. But we'd all be playing together and we'd be like in a raid or doing a dungeon. And there's like, you know, Three minute cutscenes here, five minute cutscenes here. Maybe some of us weren't as, as patient as other people. And I think cutscenes
1: um, had had choices too. Didn't they have a lot of choices so. in the cutscenes? Well,
2: and I guess that, and I think places. that was one of the cool things. Actually, if I remember correctly, was that I think the co op stuff actually had like yeah. a weighted a voting system, right? So like I think yes. like everybody voted for the choice, and it took like the majority vote. And that it was did cool. It. That, that was, was really kind of cool. cool. And then you could like be like the begrudging. I wanted to save him or whatever. But it had a lot of cool stuff to to the game. Uh, I think it was a game that we quit with, like, mixed feelings. You know, I think we we still enjoyed it. But, yeah.
1: I still miss it. Like, that game was cool. Like, I enjoyed so much about it. I enjoyed the space combat, even though it was just, like, an on-rails shooter. Like, it was still very – it was very cool. And, like, the game – like, the problem I had – was twofold. Like you said, with so much cu- heavy, cu- being so cutscene heavy, it was hard to also, like, when we're playing these MMOs, we're on voice chat, we're talking to each other, we're telling stories. We've been trained from Final Fantasy Eleven and previous games to entertain ourselves while we're doing this stuff. And, like, this kind of interrupted that. Like, it made it hard where, like you said, some people just want to skip the cutscenes, and then they just sit there and wait for the other people to catch up. Like, and they can't really talk because then they're talking over. People are like, I'm taking my headset off so I can listen to the cutscene. Like, it was weird. It, was, it just didn't quite work so well. And the second thing is I just felt like it was the precursor to, like, it's the game that taught me that I don't like the WoW combat system in MMOs. Mm. And I found that then like, I started there and I didn't realize that's what I didn't like about it. But as we went on, as we got to Final Fantasy 14, like games where you're actually just looking at your hot bar and watching your, like, waiting for abilities to come off cooldown so you can push one, four, two, one, four, two, one, six, one, four, two, like, like it bores the bejesus out of me and, like, I don't enjoy it. Um, and so, like, that was hard for me. And that was a grindy game. Like, it was hard. Like it did. It definitely had that spirit of like Final Fantasy XI. It was still in that time where like you didn't just race to end game. Like you'd put mm, it. You had to put yeah. in some grind. Like I think. I think my highest character was only in the 30s in that game.
0: I remember crafting being a bitch too. Yeah, like it wasn't easy. It was. There was a lot yeah. of elements, and it was difficult to acquire yeah. things, and it they did. were expensive or well, grindy.
1: And I think too, you had to like like you had your like you had like a little like companion. Remember that you could like send out oh, yeah. on missions, yep. which was really cool, but you could only pick like one or two disciplines. So like mm. you could get materials for that. But if you yep. needed something from a different ma- discipline, like you didn't have an easy way to get it. You had to, like you said, pay for it or like, yeah, it was, it was very complex. It was cool, but it was, it was, it was a little bit daunting at times. What else? What about your experience? Good recap. With Old Republic. Man, did you have anything you want to say about it? No. Because you played with us. Yeah, you.
0: Um, that was my solo. Me? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun. Idea. It was good. Um, I think I was still enjoying 11 a lot, but a lot of people had transitioned over to the game, so I, I gave it a shot. I didn't really like it too much. I think you're right. I, the, the combat seemed shallow. Everybody, although they had different classes, everybody seemed like they were the same, like they were trying to make them all to working if that makes any sense like you yeah. could solo or whatever any class you wanted or any combination of classes like they didn't they, they clearly didn't want you to have the holy trinity to have to deal yeah. with
1: hmm. yeah. and, you know i that did it, it did feel like now that you say that it reminds me that it was like it was very like Jack of all trades, master of none. Yes. Like all yes. the con- all the classes could solo, but they all sucked at soloing. Soloing took right. forever. And like you're right, like building a particular party with a certain comp didn't really help you like level right. that much faster than like an inefficient one. Like like that's a great point that I'd not really even considered.
0: I do remember my Right. What's that? Like, yeah. 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 You yes, did. You yeah, I but, I think a tank, but, right. everybody, but a lot of people had healing too. Like I remember like, being yeah. a bounty hunter with the ability to heal myself anyways. And I was gotcha. like, this is stupid. Yeah, and and that's like one of my biggest gripes ahead, Yeah, with, with MMOs nowadays. Is that always trying to make it too universal. Jack of all trades, master of none. Where like, each character doesn't have its starring role. And I, I miss that. Like We need a red mage for dispel right like you don't get that in 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 other games well
1: it's so funny right like so many games had that pitfall where it's like people would complain it's like we sit around hours and hours because we can't find the one job we need and so now games have taken that feedback and said well we don't want people to be roadblocked because not enough people want to play a tank or a healer or a specific support so we make everybody be able to do everything and like you said you don't have a like there's benefits and drawbacks to to that, and we've kind of we're we're in a mess of our own making in a way. Like, I understand our, why. Our own feedback. I still
0: is, hate it. Was my point. I, I understand. Like, it's, it's, what I it's, <laughs> it's a fair point.
1: It's sad. It makes you. It, it makes is. You, it makes you think back to what you've
2: lost. Yep. I feel like Smiley's taking the worm tongue roll here and trying to convince you to to actually be happy
0: <laughs> about it.
1: No, I I don't disagree. If, I'm I'm just saying. I I everybody why we're here.
0: Yeah. If every, yeah, exactly. I got one more game. We got time.
1: Yeah, we have plenty of time.
0: Cool. Um, as
1: time as we want.
0: So, so <laughs> what? I guess you're right. I really do.
2: As long as the listener stays, right?
0: <laughs> um. So, anyways, one of, one of the games that that for some reason I completely missed throughout the whole break and just remember during the podcast. No surprise there. It just jogged my memory is Star Wars Episode One Racer or what was for what we. Was informally known as Star Wars Pod Racer is what we used to call it. Pod racing,
1: podcast racer,
0: <laughs> Star Wars podcast racing. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Um, I just remember like there was a special edition version that came with the freaking Anakin's helmet oh, God. Pod <laughs> Racer that you could wear. <laughs> and my buddy used to wear it while playing. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Bentendo, <laughs> he's ridiculous. <laughs> so, anyways, Nintendo got like the super fancy one. Um, I just remember that game being a lot of fun. Like I, I, I do like racing games. Um, it's in no way a simulation. Uh, game. Well, I guess, I don't know how the hell a pod racer would react, but it was very, it was <laughs> yeah. very arcadey. Um But I, I just remember it being very fun. It was cool. Um, probably one of, the good, one of the only good things to ever come out of the first three um, movies, oh, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on.
1: Be good. It sounds like we'll have some mm. upreach to raise here. <laughs> so,
0: so um, but yeah, no, it was, it was really fun. What, what's interesting is this is actually a timely conversation because they just remastered that game. And they just oh. re-released it for PS4 and for Nintendo Switch. Is that and right? that just came out at the end of June. So How I'm, I'm looking to get it. Yeah, That's it's crazy. like 15 bucks too. It's, it's very inexpensive. So if you were a fan of the original Podracer and you just want to get back in there, they've remastered it graphically. Um, but, but kept the same, track, same same almost same everything. Um, and it's available now for Switch and for PS4. So oh. I'm actually going to dive into that. Because just for nostalgia's sake, and it's only $15
2: they remaster the helmet and uh release it a new special (laughs) edition with the helmet it's bigger to
1: accommodate the fact that you're probably older now it's got vr goggles attached to it and (laughs) now you
2: can like plug it into
0: ps4 vr but yeah i remember that gave me a lot of fun
1: dude i'd play a ps4 vr pod racer that'd be pretty dope yeah that would be dope (laughs) It's All tangential right.
2: well, it's, to the game, but uh, I don't think we're going to talk about Star Wars Legos in any of these podcasts. And one of the coolest oh, Lego, Lego sets I ever Wars. owned was I had the podcast Legos, like the Pod Racer Lego set when I was, uh, I think, like in high school.
1: Um, Listen, you could talk. You could talk about Star Wars Legos in our next cool. episode. That's,
2: I dabbled in Legos. That fa-
1: that falls in the everything that's not the movies category. How about isn't there? I think I own like isn't there a Star a Lego Star Wars? There's Lego Star Wars games.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Tons. Lego of games those. of everything. Yeah. And I
1: thought I thought that was pretty cool, but I think Lego Star Wars was one of the first ones. I think, I think Lego Star right. Wars was the first of those Lego games that spawned the entire. I remember it being fun. It was fun. Yeah, I, I yeah. had it too. I didn't play it that much, but like I played it a little bit, and it was
2: cool. And so a lot of replayability because you can like collect a ton of crap and like all yeah. these characters and connect the coins yeah.
0: right or the Lego pieces. Yeah, the little like Lego that, pieces. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: Well, let's snake it one last time then, Van. You want to talk about a game oh, on the on the horizon? I think.
0: I think we should end with that game on the horizon. Oh
1: well, we may. Why don't we? Why don't we see if this takes us to the end? Do you guys want Let's to work. talk about a game before this ascension, takes us to the ascension, end? ascension? in the podcast. Is, well, I think what, what we had talked about during our little break was that we want to make sure we have time for this one, right? Like, yeah. I have yeah. a couple more I could talk about if we have some at the end, but I want to make sure we get to this because I think this is more
0: important. All right. so, um. God, I hate that I am extremely excited about this game coming out. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll explain why. Fool me once, shame on you. (laughs) Correct. Mm. Fool me twice. So our beloved EA, who is not a fan of the podcast, um, nor are we a fan of of them. So it's okay. It's mutual. Um, Sorry, I don't want to put my words in all of your mouths. So EA... Uh Uh, recently announced, and and I think it was by accident, too, because I think it was leaked first and then the very next day, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. a trailer comes out. So I think they were forced to announce this trailer ahead of time. I, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But anyways, they just announced a game called Squadron, which is, basically seems like all the amazing things we talked about space combat on fucking steroids. Mm-hmm. In a beautiful environment, with full VR capability, if you want, which is one of like the most desired features in any racing as well as flying games is the ability to look over your shoulder, up, down, especially when you're in space combat where you go up, down, left, right. You go forward, you can go backwards, you can go up, you can go down, you can go side you to side. Side to side. <laughs> where you can do all those things. Like it's... Yeah. Something said? It's, What, something I said? It's so like helpful to have that ability. This game looks absolutely incredible. They took a lot of features from a lot of Uh, or I I, there are recognizable features and scenarios from previous games that I've played by EA that I actually liked as well Mm -hmm. so to see those features implemented in space um, I think is going to work well and I'm I'm excited about it Um, so yeah it's just it's um, I don't want to talk the whole 10 minutes because I can easily take the rest of this time so um, Smiley do you you have anything else you want to say about this are you are you excited about this are you looking forward to this is this a game Uh, you're going to get
1: you know it's it is something that i've learned not to touch the hot stove that is ea just too many times that like if there's one thing they've proven is they can make a look game look very good yeah um like you said earlier star wars battlefront the re-release looks amazing like the it's it's cool looking it's beautiful to look at and like if you just want to run through some of those environments you could probably have a pretty good time Um, so i'm sure that it's going to look very snazzy but like there's obviously two features to me that are most important one is what's the, like have they learned their lesson it doesn't necessarily sound like it from star wars Battlefront 2 which i was saying earlier like is this going to be a pay-to-win situation is this going to be something especially if it's head-to-head space combat like if you've got the haves and the have-nots that can be a very unfun experience um which i think is why like you when see that gets you in magic well that's always a very unfun experience for everybody but me
2: um, <laughs> this is why i'm playing magic with you guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, that's fair that's fair i'm the ea of, of magic decks i get that like nobody wants it but
0: you're the whale of magic that's what it was so what do you think so maybe this will ease your concern they literally put in their promo video unlock all items just by playing the game right but what did you say about the yeah, last one yeah.
1: that is that yeah i mean that may be true <laughs> that may be technically correct and you know and that's okay you know i'm not uh, against putting in work for things like it all just depends how it's balanced sure. like yeah. there's a lot of games where you where you you know i play a lot of gotcha mobile games where like there's pay to win mechanics and like there, you can do that without spoiling the game right yeah. Yeah, i mean you look at a game like lol that has a you know of a, a, a lot of things that you can spend to speed things up and buy without necessarily completely destroying the competitive balance
0: um, their, their battlefield series though is really good yeah and their battlefield series you have to unlock things by playing the game also and yeah. it's not an unrealistic expectation that well, they're setting
1: and to be fair like I wouldn't necessarily want to play a game where you couldn't unlock things like part of, unlocking yeah, things as yeah, part sure. of the fun. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's all about how you implement it and how you do it. And so to me, to answer your original question, will I, do I plan to get it tentatively? Yes. Almost certainly not day one. Right, like I'm gonna read some reviews. I'm gonna see what people say about it. I'm gonna give it a couple days, uh, and if it looks cool and like, especially, it sounds like you're probably gonna be picking it up day one, especially because you're a sucker for a- EA. Yep. In my experience, they always so, fucking
0: get me. I'm yeah, always there at midnight release. I know they do. <laughs> I, I know they have seen it.
1: I've been there with you sometimes, <laughs> but I'm sure you'll have a good review for me uh, to help me, uh, you know, make the right sure. choice when the time comes.
2: So that's I stand. what I It looked like you Shai? wanted to yeah, say some stuff. It yeah no i mean just uh, when you guys talk about the pay to win i i saw the same promo video and they you know they say it in the promo video not you know you can unlock everything yeah, so- when you're playing which is just funny um i think and I'll, when you talked about battlefield like that i love the battlefield games you and i have played you know hours of the battlefield yeah. games together like those are such well done games and it's sad to see that they've taken like the star wars games and made them like a milk like they've milked them for all their worth whereas they have other franchises they treat really well they do really high polish and like you know a great product and it's like well star wars you know a a franchise people love we're just gonna destroy it you know let's ruin this you know like you know so there's hope um i think uh i'm 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 like smiley where i wouldn't get it day one probably i am interested in especially if you guys were playing it i think one thing i'd be interested in seeing is i know in the promo video they showed like the capital ship mode where it's like uh like a like a it's like a I forget what the mode is called in Battlefield, but it's like a it's like a pushing like a push and ebb and flow like where like you basically destroy an objective and then you push them back and then like yep. there's like tears and then like or they can do the same to you. Um, but what I couldn't tell in the video was if you could actually fight in the capital ships, and I did, it didn't look like you could. It looked like it was fighter only. Which when Smiley was describing Battlefront, um and like the OG Battlefronts, like that space combat where you could be in the capital ships, you could yep. be in the fighters, you could like that just sounds really cool and like. I, don't, I mean, I, that would really, I think, be a cool feature. Yeah. Would so, so so so
0: far, you you can't you can't yeah. do that. You can yeah. you can still sabotage, but you can sabotage from the outside. What you're talking about is what they refer to as fleet battles. Now, that's one of the things that I actually fleet think battles, looks yeah. really cool. Um, Battlefield Four had. what were they called skirmishes i can't remember i'll I'll have to do a correction corner next week but there was a there was a a mode in battlefield 4 that was very similar to what they're describing in fleet Mm -hmm. battle and it's a three-phase battle yeah that we that we played often right so in the beginning it's everybody starting on the front lines and then once you push into the castle well the defending team has to defend their castle and then you got the agents you know attacking the castle and then once you get into whatever it is um the armory for example then all of a sudden you're in this third phase where you're protecting the armory. Well, the way fleet battle works in this upcoming version is it's a lot like that where it's those three the series of three events and depending on who wins or loses is defending or attacking and it can like you said ebb and flow it can go back and forth. You start out with just a straight up dogfight, right? And it's it's 5v5 or 5vPC. Now, that's the only thing that is one thing I would do want to mention is that the fact that they limit it to 5 online is is kind of low to me. I feel like a a space battle should have at least like and especially cuz they could do in battlefield they're doing you know 40 v 40 no problem
2: well, let me ask you this is it only five or is it squads of five i thought it was squads
0: of five for oh, larger, that's but larger fights i think the squads that's are five um okay well we'll have to see because if they do limit it to 5v5 that seems very small yeah, to me like they could do small. so much more than that but maybe you're right maybe it is just squads of five that that would make a lot more sense but anyways you have your, your squad of five or, or whatnot um and it's just a dogfight at first right and then whoever becomes victorious in this dogfight will start to attack their capital ships. And then the other, the other, um, you know, the, the people you're competing against have to defend the capital ships while you attack it. If you are successful at taking out two of their capital ships, then you go on to their flagship. So either a superstar destroyer or, or whatever the rebellion's going to have as their capital ship. Um, so it seems like a really awesome concept because it worked in Battlefield 4. I can absolutely see it working mm-hmm. in in squadrons so if they kind of align with that methodology which it sounds like they are doing um that's something i can get behind and then the other thing that they have is just a very basic dogfight which you would just have in most of your um first person shooter games where it's just a bunch of people shooting a bunch of people in the sky so but same, much like X-wing versus Tie Fighter, you can uh, modify your loadout, you can modify your character design. There's multiple um, crafts that are available. Whether you want to, you know, quick fight like Smiley was talking about with an A-wing, or you want to be a multi-role fighter with an X-wing or whatnot. Um, there's a lot there, so it seems meaty. i <sighs> I'm, I'm just hyped about it, and I hate myself for being so for all the reasons that I described before. <laughs>
1: We'll see. We'll obviously we'll have more news about that as it gets closer. Do we? Have, we don't have even have a release date on that, do we? Do we have a t- like even is, a season? Is there's there a, a
0: rough one, yeah. A rough one. Okay. One thing I,
1: would, well, you get there. One thing I do want to say back to what Shia was saying about how they kind of, how they've really kind of exploited the series. that We didn't get to talk about Star Wars Galaxy of he- Heroes, which is a mobile mm-hmm. Star Wars gotcha game that I played for quite a while. Um, but like of all the mobile gacha games I've ever played, that was one of the most predatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the really like, like you had to shell out dough monthly to stay, co- uh, like to be able to clear content, to, ever, to be able to be like relevant in your guild and like there's a lot of multiplayer, a lot of PvP, a lot of guild PvP, a lot of reasons to be motivated to spend money and, and to be very free to play unfriendly. And I find that to be true in a lot, like it seems like and it, it, maybe this is a topic for another podcast, but Star Wars and any series that has such a fierce fan base, like there's people who will buy Star Wars things just because it's Star Wars. They will pay whatever the price is. And so because of that, I do think there's companies, especially companies with practices that are less savory, that Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes is also EA, I might add. Um, so no surprises there, but like they, they seem to recognize that people have a weakness for Star Wars, that they will spend unreasonably on Star Wars-related stuff that they wouldn't spend on the same thing with without the like low
0: Rage Shadow Legends? See, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the Shadow exact Legends. reason <laughs> why you have the fucking responsibility to make mm. it amazing, because you know you have people.
2: Lucas seems to gonna... sell it to a better company, right? I mean, it's... <laughs> it uh, is. October
0: 2nd, it... by the way, so somehow the, uh, wow. a release date came out. That's very soon.
1: Holy shit. That's like two months. Yep. <laughs> Dang. I didn't even say. We're recording today, uh, August 7th, year of our Lord 2020. I forgot. To <laughs> so excited about <laughs> Star Wars. Van should introduce us next time. Took it right, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll be kicked out of this job. All right. Well, any, any, we got a lot more Star Wars to come. Um, mm. We're out of time for today. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we, we let the fine people know where to find us?
0: No, this is awesome, and I'm looking forward to. to dive in into even more star wars stuff so hopefully i the can audience hold it enjoyed it nice yeah. good one yeah we're gonna, we're gonna
1: we're gonna we're not even done with the star wars references uh because the podcast's not over so before we get to that though if you want to reach out to us if you want to tell us about your favorite star wars game what star wars game that you love that we didn't give proper uh, attention to because there was a Ton of Star Wars games that we didn't even mention peripherally. There have been a lot over the course of time. Like I, I had like four more on my list that we didn't even that we didn't have time for. So, uh, you know, let us know. Here we would love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Focus Target. We have a YouTube channel, Focus Target Podcast, where you can see us in all of our in all of our glory. Um, we also have an email if you'd like to send us some fan mail or some hate mail. Focus Target Podcast at gmail.com. So for the most appropriate exit, I'm going to tell you that I am your host. Miley.
0: This is Shine. And I'm Van. Appropriately, cover us, Porkins. We're out.